church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Let the church say amen again. First of all, thank you for what you just did. Uh, I'm grateful. My wife and I say it all the time at home. We're the blessed ones. We're blessed to know y'all. We're blessed. I see you sitting with your family. I've told you before, that blesses me to have a, uh, uh, the people. I hear your voice, Tracy, when Marcus is praying. I've known you forever, uh, and we're friends. So I'm, I'm the one that's blessed. Lucille, we're the ones that's blessed because I wouldn't call me. I wouldn't call me. I wouldn't call me to do this, but God has. I'm as flawed as flawed could be. And so I don't see y'all just as people. You're blessings. And thank y'all. Thank y'all. And please, uh, I didn't plan what they just did. Don't trip if I'm really flying first class. Please don't talk about that if that's the case. <laughs> I know how people are. Oh, they supposed to be feeding the homeless. <laughs> we, we do. But if they were telling the truth, first class, Tom, I'm going to be. That's what. <laughs> music today is a trip. I don't even call it music. And I'm showing my age when I say that. That sounds like what my daddy used to say to me. My dad liked Fats Domino. Um, today, guys, it ain't no love. If you ain't been hurt, you don't know love. <laughs> Let me come over here. Uh, you ain't been hurt, you don't know love. If you ain't had to beg here now and then, don't leave me. You don't know love. If you ain't never had your tire slacks, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking about that. <laughs> your car scratched. I thought about it as I was looking at the text. All of the songs I heard growing up filled with bagging. Uh, time won't allow me to mention them all. There are tons of them. Chicago had a song, if you leave me now, you take away the biggest part of me. Y'all remember that? Uh, I don't know the name of this group, but they said, baby, come back. <laughs> Any kind of fool could see there was something and everything about you. Baby, come back. You what? You can blame it all on me. I was wrong and I just can't live without you. Then in the end, he said, and I just can't live. <laughs> and then the ultimate, the ultimate song. They don't even beat around the bush. They kind of scare the woman. They say, I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg and plead for your sympathy, I don't mind. That what 
ain't too proud to beg, mm, sweet darling, please don't leave me. No, yeah, I like that. That's good. Ain't too proud to plead, baby, baby. You and I going on the road. I get 80%, and then I get 20 more percent. <laughs> Here's the thing with old songs. They typically are singers begging, and it stems from capricious, impetuous, rash, regrettable decisions. In other words, they're saying, stay, baby, because I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I won't do it again. They want to beg to get her to stay. That's not Jesus. I know that we've made Jesus, Alex, he kind of soft today. It's not the biblical Jesus. Uh, we made him insecure that if we leave him, he's heartbroken and he need us. When all through John, he's been laying the groundwork every week, I am. <laughs> I, was a, I was I am before y'all. Uh, y'all don't add one iota to my I am. I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazing without y'all. He, he, he says, I, I am, uh, what, are, what are some of the things he said? I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. All he's been saying all of these weeks is this. Redemption is in me. Today, here's what he says. I am divine. So he takes it a step further. You can miss it. Redemption is in me. So now I want y'all to remain in me. So I'm going to title my sermon, same thing Jodice said, stay, stay, stay. Any Christians in the house? Sometimes you feel like quitting. Stay, stay. Anybody you hear, but you don't know if you want to come back even to this church, stay, stay. Dig your feet in the ground. Take whatever hell comes your way. Don't act like a baby. Stay. Stay. Stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. If you leave the factory, stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. Stay. Stay. Father, would you please speak now? Thank you for this place called the factory. <sighs> I thank you for people that I'm just meeting and for people like Tracy and Greg and Barbara, 
Mike and Elisa, Shelly and Ron. Uh, we're thankful for the old and the new, and we're thankful that we just want to serve you. Father, we also pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we're going to go ahead and talk to the Prince of Peace. Would you intervene for your covenant people? And for anyone who has no problem taking a life, I don't care what side they're on, would you help us to understand the Imago Dei, that we're all made in the image of God? So what I want now is I want you to be glorified. Be magnified. Be exalted. I understand that means that I must decrease. Holy Spirit, please do what I cannot do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Stay. Stay. Can you give me some water, Blake, please? Um, in 11 verses, thank you. In 11 verses, 11 times, Jesus says, abide. Abide. 11 times in 11 verses. Was that a gun? What was that? <laughs> it's pretty heavy sounding. <laughs> Gee, the heaviest phone ever. Where are the ushers? <laughs> Gee. Eleven times in eleven verses, Jesus says, stay. If you say something eleven times in eleven verses, you, yeah, you mean it. By the way, again, he's not saying it from an insecure place. We're the ones that need him. When you know that you're the need, when you know that you're God, when you know that you're him, you, you want what's good for your disciples. It is not good to unplug from Jesus. Man, I, I can't speak for y'all. I actually can. I can't walk without him. I can't talk without Jesus. I, I, I can't be a good husband without Jesus. I can't try to pastor a church on knowledge. By the way, the knowledge I got, he gave that to me. So, 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 stay. Stay. Somebody in this room, you're thinking about walking away. Everybody today, if you notice, deconstructing their faith. Everybody is like we smart enough to do it. Be glad he saved you. I, I, I'm too busy praising him to try to figure all of this stuff out. I'm just, I know what I used to be. I used to be in darkness. Now I'm in light. I ain't smart enough to, I can't deconstruct. What, what? I'm not smart enough. Sometimes we get too smart. We need to come to him with a childlike faith humble ourselves and just follow him and stay if he goes left you go left if he goes right you whatever he does stop trying to judge him stay number one stay number one to avoid the separation 
to avoid the separation. And again, we've made Jesus soft today. We've uh, not the real Jesus, though. We've made him needy. And, and uh, you know, he ain't trying to offend anybody. Jesus, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. He does draw lines. It's a popular teaching going around now. I'm talking about circles. And you know, Jesus draws circles. He draws lines. <laughs> I'm not making it up. We're going to see it today. He ain't scared of us. He ain't trying to be cool. He ain't trying to be popular. He ain't trying to be politically correct. You better cross the line to his side. So, so we're trying to avoid the separation. He says in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Today's not the day, nor is any day, to be disrespectful to Israel. I prayed for Israel throughout yesterday. I'm hoping y'all did. Um, uh, but I got to tell the truth in the text, verse 1, in the Old Testament, the vine is often Israel. O often. And if you know anything about Israel, they're God's covenant people, but they often fail to produce fruit. Like some of us. We can't judge them. They often fail to produce fruit. So Jesus just come out and says, I'm the true vine. <laughs> it's like he automatically is doing some juxtaposing here uh, right under our nose. I'm the true vine. In other words, I bring forth good fruit. Uh, Israel sometimes has failed. In other words, I now am the true location of God's people, me. Y'all ain't going to amen a lot, but I'm just going to teach, and I'll be out of your way shortly, getting ready to go first class. <laughs> oh, had me some non-alcoholic drink. <laughs> but, but I don't have time to preach this. We're just in one verse, Fred. You know what I see in one verse? Jesus is God. It's in the verse. Because he says, I am. <laughs> I am. If you study Judaism, uh, uh, they understand when they see I am. We're talking about God. He says, I am the true vine. We're seeing John's Christology once again. But the second thing in the text, even though he's God, he's humble. It's, it's all over the text because he says, and my father is the vine grower. But Jesus, you're God. So what I'm seeing in the text is God the Son subordinating himself to God the Father. I ain't going nowhere. I just try to teach, Eric. That's what me and you try to do. He's subordinating himself, and we can't even submit to our boss. Tell me, I said, take this job. We, we, we can't even submit to HOA. Cut your grass. <laughs> Making my property value go down. And I didn't work too hard to be on this side of Atlanta. Verse 2. <laughs> <laughs> he removes every branch in me. Here it is. That's the separation. Did y'all see it? We already see it. We already there in verse 2. He ain't, he ain't trying to be politically correct. He removes not some branches, uh, 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 not just Middle Eastern branches, 
uh, uh, not, not just branches uh, that are Arabian or Muslim, every branch. Every branch of me that bears no fruit. Uh, but every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. Then jump down to verse 6. Listen to this. These are lines being drawn. He says, whoever does not abide in me, we're going to get the greeters to greet them. We're going to do a short sermon to try to cater to you. No, you're thrown away like a branch, and you, you're going to wither without God. <laughs> uh, and such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Is that your Bible, or am I making this up? And, and, and burned. There's a starkness there. There's, there's a, one either remains in the vine and is a fruit-bearing branch, or you're thrown away. There's a separation. There's a burning. So you're either going to uh, live out production or separation. Yeah. It ain't no in-between. Production or, or separation. And in terms of the separation, he's going to remove you. He's, he's going to throw you away. You're going to be thrown into the fire. You're going to be burned. And I got bad news. It's every branch that ain't saved, that ain't real, that's dead, that's decaying. He, let me tell you why he does that. Because he can't have you uh, 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 spoiling his disciples. You, you, can't, you can't let a little bit of yeast get in. You, you can't let a little bit of rust and corrosion get in because, because, because he's protecting us. And by the way, he takes sin seriously. He's, God the Father sent his son for sin. So there's a separation. And, 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 and I don't want to pastor a church where people come week after week, but yet they're going to experience a great separation because we scared to tell them the truth. But there's not just separation. Again, he's removing, he's throwing away, thrown into the fire, you burn everyone. But the text is clear, he does. He does. The text don't say we does. He, he does. What's my point? Factory, let us be focused on reaching. Let him do the removing. Let us not judge people. Uh, if you see a, a branch that looks dead, share the gospel. Don't judge him. If you see a branch that, that looks like it's decaying, uh, pray with them. Uh, we don't do the separating. We just shouting because we are part of the productive part. There's separation, but then there's production, there, uh, which requires pruning, uh, cleansing from filth, impurity, and, and useless shoots. My son now is 21 years old. My daughter is 25. And when they were kids, we had a babysitter named Marcy Stadman, greatest babysitter ever. I think she's 86 years old, just drove up from Florida, spent an afternoon with us. She taught my daughter how to ride a bike. I ain't do it. We would come home and Mark, they build birdhouses. I don't, they, I don't know how they put them up in the trees. They've done all of that. They've eaten at every restaurant in Woodstock. 
on Marcy and her dollar. And, man, Marcy could do anything. She could do anything. I, I was growing shrubs and flowers in my front yard, and they were looking horrible. And I said to Marcy, I said, man, I'm going to have to dig those flowers up and throw them out. She didn't say anything to me then, but I came home one day, and she had pruned the shrubs, and she had clipped the flowers. And I remember what she said to me. She, she said, all you have to do is get rid of the dead part. That's, that's the text. All you got to do is just, you don't have to dig all of it up. Most of it is good, but you got to watch. And I still remember that to this day. I got plants now in the back of my house, Shelly. I go out and talk to them, and I got scissors I take out there. I just kind of clip what's dead. So if Marcy was smart enough to know, you better deal with what's dead before it decays the rest. And we think Jesus is naive. It's not my Jesus. I'm going to get rid of what causes death. I'm going to get rid of what's dead. They they have access to me, but without me, they're dead anyway, and I'm just going to throw. See, see, somebody could say, though, when it comes to the pruning, because I've said it all week to God, I've been bearing fruit, though. And you're going to prune me? Because pruning ain't nice. Lord, Lord, I'm sorry, that doesn't seem fair. I, 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 I've been praying. I, I've been sharing my faith at the pool in my subdivision. I've been doing And so now you're going to prune me? Now you're going to take away my daddy? Now you're going to take away people that used to sit on the front row? They were here every week and they're gone? Now you're going to diminish the, the numerical size of the church? Now you're going to do some things that hurt me? But I've been faithful. So I don't get a Jeep. Now I'm serious, because that's American preaching today. If you do one plus one in American preaching today, you're going to always get two. And God says, oh, you've been good. Let me cut on you. Because <laughs> you ain't never gooder than you think you are. Let me cut on you. And God, it, 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 it doesn't seem fair. Here's the thing. When enduring pruning, it's good to remember why. It's good to remember why. Here's the why. Just say one word. More. More, more, more. God wants you to do more. He wants you to have more. He actually sees more in you. He says, he says every, everybody that's bearing fruit, you still going to get cut. Uh, everybody that's doing some good stuff for the kingdom, I'm still going to purge you because it's necessary for a new level of growth. It's not about punishing. It's about potential. It's not because you're a failure. It's because you've been fruitful, but I want you to be even more fruitful. Don't tell me you want production if you're not willing to embrace the pruning. The cutting, the cutting is part of the process. It's quiet in here. The pruning, man, that's part of relationship, Tom. <laughs> the trimming, it's a part of discipleship. 
It's a good chance, those of you that are producing the pain you feel, it's providential pain. <laughs> it's a good chance the problems you're enduring, providential problems. <laughs> and if you look hard enough through the tears you cry, my guess is you might see God's great big sovereign hands. They're the ones that's cutting you. Here's what I know about these hands. You can trust them. I wished I had something because I guess I'm about to go on vacation, am I? I wished I had something that would make y'all shout, but I'd rather save you with his word. I dare you to look through his tears, through your tears and see his hands. I ain't got time to be mad at God because my daddy gone. No, no, no. My daddy would say, look through the tears, boy, and see God. I wish everybody that left the factory during COVID would come back. I do. But I ain't got time to stop serving a God who's good. Cut me. Prune me. Work on me. I don't want to deconstruct you. I need you to work on me. I don't want to be analyzing you. I, I, I need you to put me together greater, bigger, stronger, wiser. I really do want to be a disciple. Cut me. It's not on the screen, but in the process of pruning, don't confuse sovereignty for sadism. <laughs> don't confuse it for callousness and hostility and cruelty. Look around. You're growing. <laughs> yes, you're hurting, but you ain't what you used to be. You're growing. Yeah, 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 you're crying, but you don't even go where you used to go. You're growing, and you've been missing it, so busy judging God. Look around you. You don't do the things you used to do. Miko, I was sitting over there. I heard you singing behind me because you ain't what you used to be. Still can't sing. <laughs> but you singing. Keep singing. Because God has been cutting you. And here's the thing. My flaw is this, Mariah. I try to dot my own eyes. I try to keep praying and do everything right. It's better to let God do it. Cut me. Just don't cast me away. Cut me but keep me. Yeah. <laughs> Prune me, but, but don't throw me in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to trust you. I'm just not leaving. <laughs> Homework. Look at your neighbor. I know that everybody don't like to do this. I hate when I go to churches and they make me do it too. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, but tell somebody the cutting is not in vain. Oh, y'all are so weak. <laughs> tell them, tell them the pain, providential pain. Don't waste your pain. Learn from your pain. Grow in it. Homework assignment. Write out your fruit. 
do you have any? Name them. You should be able to name some fruit. Because I got to be honest, I can't judge you. But if you don't have fruit, you might be a part of the separated group. I just want us to analyze ourselves. Is that okay? I mean, don't tell me you love the Lord and you don't have fruit. Let me tell you how I can, why I can say that. Because you don't do the fruit. He does. So if you're a part of him, fruit just a part of it. We too busy focusing on the pruning. Nah, look at the fruit. I've been frustrated. I don't know whose idea it was. It's probably yours for me to take this time away. But, but man, yeah, yeah, I'm sad I miss my dad. And I was walking to the mailbox the other day, and I think about what the factory used to be numerically and all of that stuff. And then it hit me, Donna, <laughs> as I'm walking to the mailbox. I am bearing fruit. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm bearing fruit. I don't know if she's in here now, but a young lady I met at the swimming pool months ago, we had breakfast with her last week. My wife and I, I told her about Jesus months ago, and now she's coming. She don't even look like she looked that day at the pool. That's fruit. And if I get on a first-class flight, then, then the chances are good if you close to me, I'm going to say something because I don't know how to shut up. Because he's been too good to me. <laughs> so cut me, prune me, cleanse me, whatever you do. I'm talking about me. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm staying. Staying. Number two, stay. Number two. Proving you employ total dependence. Total dependence. He says, you've already been cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you. He said, abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Y'all do realize that you do not have life in and of yourself. Do you realize you didn't knit you together in your mama's womb? You didn't do that. Do you realize that you didn't wake you up this morning? You do realize you need the vine to survive. My favorite verse is verse 5. Because he already said in verse 1, I'm the true vine. But Alex, he come back in verse 5. He said, I am the vine. I am the vine, but he adds this, you are the branches. Yeah. Now, I wasn't here. I wished I could have been there. I would love to see how Jesus said this stuff, but I wasn't there. Any fathers in the room? Any mothers in the room? Here's what this verse reminds me of. Have you ever found yourself saying something eerily similar to this? I am the parent. <laughs> oh, if you ain't said that, you, you ain't live long. I am the mama. I, I, I am the daddy. You is the children. <laughs> I, I, I pay the bills. I, I, I put that pork chop on your plate. I bought them Nikes. Them my Nikes. I paid for your phone. 
That's what I think of every time I, I read it. I, I, I'm responsible for your success. You don't breathe without me. You can't, in, in, in me, you live, you move, you breathe. It's in me. Don't get it twisted. Yes, you got three degrees. I did it. Yes, you got five bedrooms with two kids. You don't even need three of them. Yes, you got a three-car garage. Yes, you got a Lexus. Yes, you got a Benzo. Yes, yes, yes. I did it. You couldn't, you couldn't even drive without me. He says, those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> Y'all know what nothing means in Greek? Y'all know? Nothing. Y'all know what it means in Hebrew? Nothing. Y'all know what it means in Ebonics? Nothing. Y'all know what it means in bluegrass? <laughs> nothing. Do y'all realize that, though? Anybody guilty like me? Sometimes I think I'm the one making big moves. I think it's me. <laughs> my ingenuity and my education and, of course, my debonair looks. <laughs> I can't do nothing. I got the greatest wife in the world. And I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday, one morning, we downstairs early in the morning. She's going upstairs, and I was following her. She gets to the bedroom. I followed her. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Let me, you're bad. I just tried to tell a story. We go in the bedroom. She goes to the bed. I follow her. But she stays vertical and starts making up the bed. So what I do was I, I go around to the other side of the bed. Uh, and I started making up the bed with her. I hate to admit this. In the end, I'm still thinking about me. Because that's 10 a.m. But I'm thinking about 10 p.m. But that's, we'll just, I'm just being honest. I'm trying to help a couple brothers. Y'all need to be taking all kinds of notes. You ain't made up a bed this year. And that's the problem. <laughs> a bed has done more. Making up a bed has done more for a love life than Luther Vandross ever has. Y'all better take notes. Okay, trying to help somebody. I don't know who this is for. <laughs> but as I'm making up the bed, I start tooting my own horn. I said, I'm a good, good husband. <laughs> I did. That's who I are. That's who I are, who I are. But then I got to the bridge, and I said, I'm imperfect in all of my ways. Imperfect in all of my ways. I'm imperfect in all of my ways. My point is this. You better know your role. Making up a bed don't make me perfect. Making up a bed, oh, preaching today don't make me perfect. 
I, can, I, I believe in laying hands on. I will do it for you, but it don't make me the vine. Don't get it twisted. I ain't the vine. I'm just a dude from Elberton. I'm just a dude saved by grace. I'm just a dude that God has turned my life around. Touch me. I need the vine. I ain't going to pretend to be the vine. I, I'm imperfect in all of my ways. But I tell you about one who's perfect. I tell you about one who's pure. I tell you about one who's holy. His name is Jesus. He's the vine. Do y'all do y'all know y'all's role? Some of us don't. Can I tell you how I know? Because we stress. Because we think we God. That's why you stress. Let it go and go have some fun. You think them kids is yours. <laughs> and he's been knitting them together in the womb. So if he could knit before you even knew they were there, let him raise them bad kids. Let the stress go. Let, let the vine be the vine. And what you do is just stay attached to them. One of the things that this series has done in a resounding way for me, the series is called I Am. It is proven to me I am not. Keith, you're not the vine. I am. So your only role is to abide in me. Your only role is to not uh, ever turn away from me. Your role is to bear much fruit. And don't give yourself credit for that. You're only bearing fruit because you with me. And if you stick with me because of my power, because of my anointing on you, you can bear fruit. Don't even try to bear fruit. You don't tell an apple tree, a vine on an apple tree to try to bear fruit. No, it's connected. Am I the only one in the room that don't have a problem telling him, hey, 3 or 4 o'clock this morning, Eric, I told him, I'm totally dependent on you. Anybody other than me, sometimes you got to tell him that. Lord, Lord, I, I, tell, I told him this morning, Greg, I need you. I, I'm talking about, I'm talking about total dependence. I need you. I'm talking about consistent dependence. I'm talking about every second. I'm talking about every minute. I'm talking about every hour. I'm talking about every day. I'm talking about every week. I'm, talk I'm talking about constant need. I cannot take a Jesus break. Yes, thank y'all for sending me on a trip, but guess who I can't unplug from on the trip? I need Jesus. I don't need the factory, but do I need Jesus? Yeah. I, I, I'm, let, me, let me get out of y'all's way. So since I've acknowledged that I totally depend on you, I ain't the smartest guy in the world. I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to stay. I'm going to stay. Number three reason, I'm going to stay so that I can ask. I can ask with expectation and with right motives. When you stay, you can ask divine. When you're doing your own thing, you're asking the wrong people. I can ask God for what I want. I, I told a story at the first service, true story. Uh, I like helping the homeless. My favorite thing to do is if I could do one thing, I would go to Africa all of the time. I, I like that. It's what I like. 
years ago before the factory existed, uh, I wanted to go help a guy that I knew was homeless in Atlanta. I met him at Safe House. We became friends. And I didn't have a dependable car. This is years ago. And so a lady let me borrow her truck. And I went and spent the day with my homeless friend. His name was Eddie. Eddie has since died. And Eddie and I went to Little Five Points and ate pizza. He showed me where his tent was behind a church. And we just drove around Atlanta. <laughs> the factory didn't exist. Eddie told me this because I was wanting to plant in Atlanta. We went looking at buildings where I could plant a church. <laughs> and he said, that's your church. And he just, he, he pumped me, homeless man. And I dropped him off. And in that nice SUV of my friends, I was driving back. And I told God, I want to do more of this because I ain't even plan on doing it. I said, I want to be able to come to Atlanta, but I need a dependable car. So I just asked God for a dependable car. Not, I'm, I'm not making it up. Not even two weeks later, somebody gave me a sob. <laughs> a turbo. They gave me a sob. Because, see, I'm connected to the vine. I wasn't on my knees praying. I was in a truck praying, God, I want to help homeless people. Can you give me a car? I thought he was going to give me like a G.O., a Chevy, something like that. But he gave me a sob, man, with rims on it. <laughs> they did. It had rims. It had rims. Ask him. But you ain't asking because you ain't around him. How are you going to ask the people you asking, and they got more problems than you. You looking at them on Instagram, and they lying. Anyway, anyway, you guys are incredible. Verse 7 says, if you abide in me, I'm just reading Jesus' words. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask. Ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Hey, let's be honest, though. The tendency when parsing and expounding these verses is to start where? Ask for whatever you wish. That's where we start. We just jump in right there. Ask for whatever you wish. Yeah, if you abide in me. Yeah, you can ask for if you if my word abides in you, if you're glorifying the Father, if you're bearing much fruit, if you're being my disciples, then you can ask. So your prayer is not just about your wanting, it's about your wanting what he wants. So one way to test if you're truly fruitful, answer this question when you look at your fruit, does it bring glory to the Father through the Son? Does it? Because see, some preaching, if you want to call it that, it doesn't even bring glory to the Father. Think about that. Pelp talks. Sounds good. 20 minutes. What, do you bring glory to the Father through the Son at your job? Because you're there most of the day. Boy, it's, it's quiet. I'll be gone next week. <laughs> Ash. My son, Blake's on the front row. He's single and 21 years old. <laughs> A couple of years ago, Blake came home from Georgia College State, Milledgeville. 
we had just bought a mini countryman, typical preacher's car. <laughs> and Blake came home, and in the driveway, like a little kid, man, he was just playing with that car, blasting the music, uh, testing it out. And then he came upstairs where I was at, and he said, oh, Dad, I can't wait. Oh, man, it's got... <laughs> <laughs> He said, it's got like a sport mode. You can put it in sport. You can put it in econo. <laughs> and the radios and speakers. And, and then he messed up and said this. He said, I can't wait to drive this. And without missing a beat, I said, oh, but you is. You. Now, now, why is that? Because he had had not one accident. He had had two. Since that time, he's added a third. He's young, but he's already had three accidents. And here's the thing. You expect your daddy to acquiesce to your ass? Can I say that again? You've had three accidents, and you expect your daddy, because y'all missing me, to cave in to your ass. I ain't talking about Blake anymore. You ain't, you ain't stewarded what he gave you. You've been out tripping, wrecking, ruining other people's lives. You ain't just wrecking your life. You wrecking other people's lives. And you got the audacity to ask God if, if Keith Norman ain't a stupid daddy. You think the real daddy's stupid? I, I'll, I'll be out of y'all's way in a minute. Uh, don't expect God to be stupid regarding your stewardship or lack thereof. Because you can fool me, but you can't fool him. Some of you even fooling your spouse, but you can't fool him. I'll be out of your way shortly. You guys, your enthusiasm is incredible. <laughs> Homework assignment. Are you asking without abiding? That's dangerous. Because you're going to ask for some stupid stuff. <laughs> Where you abide will influence what you ask. So you want to be able to ask with great expectation and pure motives? Stay. Finally, stay. <laughs> I'm getting more and more comfortable now with people being uncomfortable. Stay number three, realizing that being yoked to love is not the goal. I know that sounds crazy. Our goal as Christians is not to be hitched to love because you can easily unhitch. That's not the goal. See, sometimes I've religiously been yoked to love. Sometimes I've religiously been yoked to church. Sometimes I've been yoked to Jesus, and that's called servitude. That's not what he wants. He ain't asking us to be scared robots. No, 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 no. He, 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 here's what he wants. He says in verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. I love you so much that I embraced the incarnation. I love you so much that I make myself of no reputation. I love you so much that I'll take the form of a bondservant so you don't have to. 
I love you so much that, that I'm about to humble myself and become obedient even to the point of death, even death on the cross. I, I've done the hard part. And, 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 and in this instance here, I'm about to do something even harder. I'm going to die. All I'm asking for you is the second part of verse 9. Abide in my love. You got the easy part. Respond to what I've done. Respond to my goodness. Respond to my mercy. Respond to my love. It ain't just love, Shelly. It's perfect love. Not tainted. Respond to it. Live in it. Don't just hitch up to it on a Sunday and then unhitch. Don't just plug in uh, at 11 o'clock and then the rest of the week you're living like hell. Get wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in my love. He said, verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. See, love makes, loving makes wanting uh, uh, the person that loves, it makes you want to obey. You love somebody, you, you don't mind serving them. He said, abide. 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 Abide in my love. Abide. Abide. Intimacy. But anybody feel like me, if you have to tell the truth, you don't know how to do intimacy correctly. You, you've been dropped when you were a kid. All your relationships have been dysfunctional. You don't even know how to love yet. Here, here's, if that's you, here's what he does. He gives us a perfect relationship paradigm in the text. Who is it? God the Father and God the Son. So stop looking at R&B singers for your paradigm. Look at God the Father, God the Son. Stop looking at Hollywood for your love paradigm. Look at God the Father, God the Son. Perfect unity. Love, abide in it, rest in it, <laughs> remain in it, stay, no more in and out when it comes to his love. No more putting your emotion over your devotion when it comes to his love. No more only when it feels good, stay. Our call is not to link to love, but to live in love. Love is not servitude. Love is not bondage. Love is not compulsory. Uh, you're not asked to link to his love. You're asked to stay there. Hey, you're not that kid in the grocery store whose parent has a literal leash on them. That's not you. You're not the dog in the park who has a good owner, but the owner has a leash on him. God wants you to be free. He wants you to be free in, in the love. We're talking about intimacy. We're not talking about a yoke. We're talking about a privilege. We're, we're not talking about requirement. We're talking about relationship. Love ain't making me. It's just moving me. Love ain't forcing me, but it, 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 it has just freed me. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm staying. I might cry, but I'm staying. Uh, you might talk about me and call me a Bible thumper, but I'm staying. You might judge me, uh, 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 but I'm staying. God, you might cut me and clip me and hurt me, but I'm trusting you enough that I'm staying. Last verse. 
I've said these things that to you so that my joy may, may be in you. Anybody need real joy? And that your joy may be complete. Obeying Jesus wittingly will bring you joy. Loving Jesus constantly, persistently, always will bring you joy. Choosing to abide and grow up and stop huffing and puffing will bring you joy. You've tried everything else. So stay. Homework. Analyze your life and answer this question. Is Jesus my every, fill in the blank, my everything, my every second, my every minute, my every desire, or is he simply my event? I turn him on on Sundays. He's a thing that I do. Is he your everything? You know how you can tell? Check your checkbook. I'll be back in a... When am I coming back? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, But check your checkbook. Comcast gets more of your money than Jesus. And he the source. Check your calendar. A job that you don't even like get more of your time than Jesus. ESPN. I'm talking to myself now. Gets more of your time. But yet you want to bear fruit, huh? Uh Uh-uh. Hey, Jesus is not an R&B singer. He ain't the Temptations. He's not Chicago begging us to stay out of guilt. He's not guilty. He's God. So when he wants us to stay, it means he's looking out for us. Hey, are you close to the vine but not connected? Are you kind of hanging around? but you're really dead. That used to be me. I grew up in the church. That don't mean anything. I was just around around Jesus. According to the text, I'd be derelict of my duty if I didn't tell you this. If that's you, danger. Danger. Are you living fruitlessly? I must warn you, as I look at the text, destruction. Are you in a place where you you bear fruit, or are you prepping to be burned? Please don't come to the factory every week and end up being burned. Wouldn't that be sad? 